We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. China responds to the Energy Department endorsing the lab leak theory by saying, stop defaming China. The Chinese are working on what they call specific ethnic genetic attacks, which are pathogens that will leave the Chinese immune but kill everybody else. Ron DeSantis signs a bill ending Disney's special district privileges. Today in the state of Florida, for the first time since 1967, Disney no longer has its own government. And Elon Musk is once again the world's richest man as Tesla's stocks surge. Making it the most popular option in the entire market. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, February 28th. I'm Mike Scott. In response to the U.S. Energy Department releasing a report that seemed to back the idea that the COVID-19 virus was the result of a lab leak in China, officials of the CCP are accusing the U.S. of politicizing the pandemic. Over the weekend, the Energy Department made that conclusion based on its report on classified intelligence. The Energy Department is the second U.S. government agency after the FBI to come to such a conclusion. Meantime, congressional Republicans reacted to the report by pointing out that the lab leak theory was often dismissed as a conspiracy theory by their Democrat colleagues as well as some major news outlets. Republicans are now renewing their calls for accountability from the Chinese Communist Party, saying that the evidence is mounting that they are to blame for the pandemic. Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas took to Twitter saying, quote, regarding China's lab leak being proven right doesn't matter. What matters is holding the Chinese Communist Party accountable so this doesn't happen again. Gordon Chang, author of The Coming Collapse of China, joined the Salem Radio Network and says he believes that some of the reason federal agencies are still at odds over the origin of COVID is because they may be embarrassed by what they find. We have 18 intelligence agencies in the United States And they still are divided on this, despite all of common sense. And, you know, I think part of the problem is that uh, the federal government, um, you know, 2014, President Obama um, instituted a moratorium on federal funding of -of gain-of-function research because it was too dangerous. So what happened? Um, Anthony Fauci's um, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases actually started funding gain-of-function research in China at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And we know this because there are two scientific papers, both public, uh, published in 2016 and the other in 2017, 
from researchers at the Wuhan Institute describing gain-of-function research and both papers specifically acknowledging funding from Dr. Fauci. So I think that there's a lot of embarrassment in the federal government. Chang states that the Biden administration's refusal to ask Chinese President Xi about the origins of COVID is still shocking. Joe Biden actually is determined uh, to uh, convince the American people that he's corrupt. Look, he's had five phone or video calls with Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler. He's yeah. had one yeah. in-person meeting, which was last November yep. at the G20 yep. in yep. Bali. Not once, not once, Joe, has he raised the origins of COVID-19. Now, I don't know whether he's corrupted or not, but the point is he's trying to convince me that he is. I mean, you would think that after 1.1 million American deaths, according to Johns Hopkins, that he might be a teeny bit curious about where this pathogen came from. You'd think. Chang emphasizes that it's important to hold China to account in order to deter them from releasing a potentially deadlier pathogen. China just spread this disease, killed 6.8 million people outside China. And Xi Jinping must be thinking... I just killed, uh, you know, a Holocaust-sized number of people, and no one's holding me to account. Why don't I spread the next disease? So we need to establish that deterrent because we know the Chinese are working on what they call specific ethnic genetic attacks, which are pathogens that will leave the Chinese immune but kill everybody else. That's the civilization killer, Joe, and we need to stop China from thinking they can spread that with impunity. The coming collapse of China author explains the terrifying level that science has progressed, and that China will take advantage. China's own military researchers in in public, in their journals, write about this. Um, And the landmark article is the 2017 edition of the Science of Military Strategy, which is an authoritative publication published by China's National Defense University. But they've talked about it elsewhere. So this is something that can be done. Um, And, um, you know, it's interesting, Joe, that Science has progressed so far that um, virologists can develop a disease that will kill just one person. It's targeted on one person. Chang isn't too confident that the CIA is on top of what China is cooking up in their virology labs. I assume the CIA knows what's out in the open, though God knows they're so incompetent. Maybe they don't even know that. But the point is, yeah, this can be done. And um, China is working on this type of stuff. And we're not deterring China from spreading this. Remember, this is 6.8 million. Let me repeat, 6.8 million people outside of China have died from COVID-19, according to Johns Hopkins. We can argue about the number, you know, because COVID deaths are, are controversial. But the point is, we're talking about millions of people. Critics of the Energy Department's findings say that there is low confidence in its certainty However, the FBI back in 2021 backed its endorsement of the lab leak theory with a finding of moderate confidence. In a statement, a spokesperson for the Energy Department said the Department of Energy continues to support the thorough, careful and objective work of our intelligence professionals in investigating the origins of COVID-19 as the president directed. On Monday, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill that takes control of the Reedy Creek District, a special taxing district surrounding 
Walt Disney World that, for a half century, allowed Disney to act as sort of a government unto themselves. Look at your watch and you'll know at what time the corporate kingdom finally came to an end. Last year, Disney publicly clashed with DeSantis over a law that restricts classroom instruction of gender and sexual orientation at the youngest levels. Disney's then-CEO, Bob Chappick, condemned the bill, saying that he called DeSantis directly to voice his opposition to the bill. After the signing ceremony, DeSantis lays out the benefits that Disney has enjoyed in the state of Florida. We uh, made the decision uh, last year uh, to go in a different direction with respect to how Disney is governed. And since the 1960s, they've enjoyed privileges unlike any company or individual in the state of Florida has ever enjoyed. Uh, They, of course, controlled their own government Uh, right here in Central Florida. Uh, They had exemptions from laws that everybody else uh, had to follow, uh, and they were able to get huge amounts of benefits without paying their fair share of taxes and even racked up $700 million worth of municipal debt. DeSantis goes on to explain that his administration is trying to protect the innocence of children in his state. So we had uh, a little bit of a tussle last year over uh, school legislation, and and Disney came out uh, against something that was really just about protecting young kids and making sure that students are able to go to school learning to read, write, add, and subtract, and not having a teacher tell them that they can change their gender. And I think most parents agree with that. Uh, But, you know, that was only a mild annoyance. I think that what we came to realize after that dust settled on that uh, was you clearly had a movement within the corporation itself, of course, Burbank, California-based elements of it, that said it's their job or it's their goal to inject a lot of this sexuality into the programming for young kids. And I'm a dad, six, four, and two, and my wife and I, and I know parents throughout Florida, uh, we want our kids to be kids. In his remarks, DeSantis says it's only fair that Disney is treated like any other theme park. We believe that um, that, that was not good policy. We believe being joined at the hip with this one California-based company was not something that was justifiable or sustainable And so we said we're going to do something about it. And so now we're basically, Disney's going to be treated like SeaWorld is treated or like any of these others. And that's really uh, the, the, the fair thing to do. The Florida governor also joined Fox News and said that the Sunshine State was not going to subsidize the Disney Corporation's woke agenda. They had executives talking about it was their uh, intent to jam some of this sexualized programming in the Disney cartoons and programming for young kids. So then we're in a situation, Tucker, where they're taking those positions as a company, which are antithetical to our values. But with this arrangement, Florida was subsidizing that type of activism that could no longer stand. And so now today in the state of Florida, for the first time since 1967, Disney no longer has its own government. Uh, They're going to have to abide by the same laws as everybody else. They're going to finally pay their fair share of taxes and pay all the debts that they've racked up over these decades. Under the new law, the autonomy of the area that accommodates the Walt Disney World theme park 
could have been dissolved. Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman's health is said to be improving. Daybreak Insider's Norman Hole has the very latest. A spokesman for Senator Fetterman says the Democrat is on the path to recovery after checking himself into a hospital for clinical depression earlier this month. The spokesman says the lawmaker's recovery will be a weeks-long process. Fetterman is being treated in suburban Washington at Walter Reed National Military Center. He checked in February 15th as he was still struggling with the aftereffects of a stroke suffered last May while campaigning. Norman Hall, Washington. Tesla's CEO and owner of Twitter, Elon Musk, has once again been crowned the richest man in the world, thanks to his Tesla stock. Tesla, the stock is revving up. Shares rallying over 5% today, bringing its gains to an astonishing 68% for the year. And it's only February. The EV maker is holding its investor day on Wednesday at its gigafactory in Austin. Last year, Musk was unseated as the world's richest man by Bernard Arnault, the CEO of the luxury brand LVMH. Wall Street Journal's Gunjan Banerjee says that investors who bought the dip in Tesla stocks are having a good week. What a tear this stock has been on, as you said, up almost 70 percent. What we're seeing during this run is that individual investors have doubled down on the stock. It is by far the most popular buy among individual investors. That's according to some Vanda research data as of this year. And single-day purchases of the stock hit a record this year. So as Tesla recorded one of its worst years on record, you saw individuals say, hey, I'm going to double down. I'm going to buy the dip in Tesla shares. And so far, it's paid off this year. Banerjee goes on to say that Tesla is one of the hottest stocks in the entire market. What was really fascinating today while the stock jumped, you know, five, six percent is a lot of the most popular trades were those tied to the stock jumping even more through Friday. You know, these were 220 calls, 225 calls. So that shows you that many investors were turning to the options market to bet on a continued rally in Tesla shares. And let's not forget, Tesla, Tesla calls have been one of the most popular trades in the entire options market. Mm -hmm. Tesla options, um, you know, that market has just grown tremendously this year. People have spent more than half a trillion dollars on Tesla options over the past year, making it the most popular option in the entire market. And that was certainly on display today while the stock was ripping higher. Musk's net worth was some $187.1 billion as of Monday after the markets closed. Union Pacific has announced plans to replace its CEO later this year after a hedge fund that holds a $1.6 billion stake in the railroad went public with its concerns about his leadership. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House has more on this story. The managing partner of Soroban Capital Partners, Eric Mandelblatt, says the Omaha-Nebraska-based railroad has lagged behind its peers during Lance Fritz's tenure over the last eight years. He has a leadership change is overdue. However, the Railroad's board recently praised Fritz and said it has been working with a leadership consultant since last year to identify the best candidates for the job. Last-minute trouble. Forcing the delay of a SpaceX mission to send four astronauts to the International Space Station 
Daybreak Insider's Jennifer King has more on this story that is a little bit out of this world. The countdown at Cape Canaveral early this morning was halted with just two minutes remaining from liftoff. We are standing down due to a T-tab ground issue. The fuel was loaded and four astronauts, including one from Russia and one from the United Arab Emirates, were strapped into a SpaceX capsule atop the Falcon rocket on a mission for NASA to replace four astronauts at the International Space Station who have been there since October. 5.100 launch scrub. That's in work. Audio courtesy SpaceX. Officials said the problem involved a critical engine ignition system and they couldn't be sure there was a full load. They delayed the launch until at least Thursday. I'm Jennifer King. And finally, when an 80-year-old man known as Mr. James came out of retirement to start work as a janitor to make ends meet, a group of high school seniors took it upon themselves to give him the comfortable retirement he deserved. The teens got together and put together a GoFundMe with an initial goal of $10,000. However, in just 12 hours after posting a video to TikTok, the GoFundMe gained more than $10,000. It currently has surpassed $270,000. Donations are pouring in for a North Texas high school janitor after students learned that he needed to leave retirement just to make ends meet. 80-year-old Mr. James returned to work last month as a janitor at Callisburg High School after his rent went up $400. Three seniors started a GoFundMe to help him out and posted a video on TikTok to spread the news. Their original goal was raised to $10,000. But in just over a week, it now stands at, can you guess, Chris? Well, of course you can, because it's in the prompter. $269,000. Never underestimate the power of our young people. The students say they are ending the GoFundMe today so that it doesn't get out of hand and can get Mr. James the money ASAP. You're looking to raise 10K and you raise almost 30 times that is staggering just amazing so glad to hear that most of those donations have come from fellow students after seeing everything that goes on in the world that they they really just focus on the bad things and it really showed us how much people really care and that there's still really good people in the world Donations came from all over the country and even beyond wishing the short-term janitor a long and happy retirement and congratulating the students for their brilliant idea. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.